Chapter Fifteen of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen: More Passengers. Cannot you set her to sewing? Asked Mister Ransom presently, going back to the question which he had been asked. His sister's face brightened. That is an idea. How quick you are at planning! I have ever so much sewing to be done this fall mamma was so distressed about your loneliness that she hurried me away before i was ready i wonder if i could get her to come here and sew with me that would be accomplishing two or three things at once i should get my work done a great deal sooner than though i had to plod along alone and i could teach her a hundred little things which she does not know now do you suppose it will do on such short acquaintance to ask her to come i should not think a long acquaintance would be necessary in order to secure help in the sewing-room but i am afraid there is another difficulty in the way stephen mentioned the fact that his mother is not very well and that sarah jane did what he called the heft of the work and shielded her all she could i suspect the poor old lady needs shielding and we could not begin by teaching her daughter selfishness no of course but i wonder if there isn't a way to plan what about that fifteen-year-old girl she wasn't the sweeper was she what if it could be arranged so she could take sarah jane's place in the home for a week or two to help the mother couldn't she learn neatness and some lessons in cookery from the mother and save her drudgery while sarah jane was learning other lessons here possibly said the minister that would certainly be accomplishing two or three things at once if mrs mitchell's consent to such a scheme can be secured it is decidedly worth trying as for the lucas girl the contrast between her abiding place and the mitchell home is as strong as that between earth and heaven to some of us her surroundings are simply terrible but i am afraid she is so low down that she does not realize it all the more need of helping her up said miss ransom with decision they sat late at the tea-table discussing the two households and the possible changes which might be made in the near future the minister on the point of leaving the room turned back to say i believe i will not study to-night helen i will go out and make some calls upon my young men my ride has rested me so that i feel equal to it i think that is an excellent plan said his sister quietly but her eyes danced with triumph for this particular minister to resolve not to study but instead to mingle with his people was a step in advance two days thereafter mr mitchell who had been to town for some needed supplies created a sensation at the supper-table he set down his cup and fumbled nervously in first one and then another pocket for several minutes i'm bound if i know what i did with the thing he said at last i thought i put it away as careful as if it was made of gold ha i found it and he produced a dainty envelope of purest white and held it between thumb and finger for careful study a letter said sarah jane her cheeks flushing with surprise and excitement i call that a neat thing said mr mitchell look at that handwriting now plain as print yet full of pretty flourishes 
i tell you what it is sarah jane if you could write like that it would be something to be proud of where did you get it out of the post office i got it from the new minister he came up to me in the store bowing as polite as though i had been the governor and wanted to know if i was mr mitchell and if i would do his sister the kindness to take a note for her to my daughter to me said sarah jane and as she reached forth her hand helen ransom ought to have seen her eyes yes sir them's the words he said and a pleasant-spoken man he is too he didn't start off right straight either he stood and talked to me for as much as five minutes i should think the doctor and some high-up folks came in too while he was there he just bowed to them pleasant as if he was glad to see them and said good day but he kept right on talking to me well sarah jane what have you got there read out if it is as plain writing inside as it is out you can do it but sarah jane's cheeks were glowing like damask roses and she was apparently lost to sound in the contents of that wonderful letter she was seventeen but a dainty note written on perfumed paper had never reached her hands before well of all things in this world she said at last who would ever have thought that such a thing could have happened how can we tell answered stephen trying to hide his own intense interest under gruffness we can't find out what has happened why she wants me to come there and stay to her house and sew she has got a lot of plain sewing she says and she saw by the way i fixed my own things that i knew how to sew and she needs my help and she will give me a dollar a day and my board only think of that steve a dollar a day for just sitting and sewing and mother she says if you can't spare me because the work is too hard for you and she should think it would be if you would let the lucas girl come over in my place and help you for a week or two it would be a real blessing to the girl not the oldest one she says but the next one to her that is flora ann ain't it she says she would well here i'll read the letter to you and then you will know just what they all say there had rarely been such excitement in the mitchell house as that letter produced something different had certainly come to them sarah jane invited out to sew by the day at the enormous price of a dollar a day and her board she was particular to add that statement whenever the terms were mentioned and not less bewildering was the suggestion to have flora ann lucas come and work for them the mitchells keeping hired help i would have to pay her said mrs mitchell dubiously she had never paid any one for working for her except through one week of her sorrowful life years ago yes said sarah jane of course you would have to pay her something but land she would be tickled to death to work for a dollar a week and just think mother i could earn six while she was doing it and learn a lot of things besides that would help me through all the rest of my life mother i do hope you can do it and then you know what she says about its being a help to flora ann the minister had been wise in making that statement and his sister had been as wise as a serpent in repeating it 
both of them saw deeper into the little worn-out mother's heart than her children had done they knew that the thought that she could help someone would be a very powerful argument in flora ann's favor still it must be confessed that she shrank from the ordeal with a dread which they also could not have understood well she said at last after a period of utter silence during which she sat with folded hands looking straight before her at nothing at all well if you would like to go sarah jane and he would like to have her come why i'll do my best about it though i don't know as i can help her that is if your father thinks best it was a confused sentence certainly but the mitchell family understood it and the children turned inquiring eyes toward their father i don't know as we can do anything else he said they appear to want it pretty bad and they have got it all planned i did want to keep clear of that lucas set but then the girl ain't so bad maybe i dare say she ain't so bad but she might be worse and it will give sarah jane a start if it is the kind of start she wants well said mrs mitchell again i'm agreed to it not but what i could get along better without flora ann than with her but if he thinks i could help her to be more neat why maybe i'd better try and so the momentous question was settled stephen saying absolutely nothing it was not until an hour afterward that sarah jane as she dashed about the kitchen putting it in order realized this fact and charged her brother with it when he came in from his good-night visit to the barn say steve you didn't say one word about my going to the minister's ain't it a queer thing to happen to me and what do you think of it anyhow i don't know said stephen i can tell better when you come back it's a good chance for flora ann i think she can learn lots of things from mother but what you can learn from them will have to be found out sarah jane faced around upon him with a bewildered stare steve what do you mean she asked if they ain't high enough up to learn from i would like to know who is that's just it said stephen slowly maybe they're too high up when i was at the village the other day i saw a book lying on the counter that somebody had been looking at and while i was waiting for the clerk to get my sugar i took it up says i to myself how do i know but some of my words will be in this with a meaning to them and i looked the thing through from beginning to end and couldn't make head nor tail to it there wasn't one word that i could understand and come to find out the thing was latin so i was thinking that maybe they live in latin at the minister's house and you and i couldn't understand them yet a while oh my said sarah jane if you don't have the queerest notions if i don't learn a few things while i am there whether it is greek or latin or whatever it is then you can set me down for a dunce and i never believed that i was one in some things anyhow but perhaps after all the most bewildered one of all concerned was flora ann lucas stephen's conceit about people living in latin and not being able to help those who lived in english might have applied better to her if he had but known it than to his sister 
flora ann was only fifteen and her family had been reduced to the lowest dregs of poverty through all the years which her memory reached an empty cupboard and a broken stove with little or no fuel was the basis on which the lucas family did their housework it is perhaps not to be wondered at that they had long ago fallen out of the habit as a family of sitting down to eat their daily portion but ate it rather by snatches standing in the doorway or hiding sometimes in the corner closet when jake was heard coming often very often going without food from early morning until late in the evening flora ann indeed was more accustomed to this than were any of the other members of the family whether her heart was more tender than her sister's or whether miranda felt the need of more food it was certainly flora ann who oftenest saved her portion to be divided between the hungry-looking little girls who had never in all their miserable lives remembered the hour when they had all they wanted to eat it was stephen who went to make the bewildering proposition to the lucas family i didn't mean he should go there said his father sitting at home and looking drearily into the darkening west after stephen strode away i meant to keep them separate always but i don't know what has come over the boy he seems to be different somehow from what he was before i've always told him things to do but when he said in that kind of positive way i'll go over there mother it seemed as if he was grown up all of a sudden and there wasn't anything to be said i don't feel exactly afraid of the lucas boy's influence over steve said mrs mitchell they're dreadful different from him and he don't hanker after them and besides there was a little pause and then in a lower key she added besides he has gone on a good errand gone to try to help them josiah and it's my notion that folks get took care of that go on such errands me go over to your house said flora ann staring what for what does she want of help ain't sarah jane there and what in time can i do to help her i don't know how to work i ain't had no chance to learn stephen could not help giving a significant glance around the hopelessly dirty room with its small paned windows so thickly set with cobwebs and soot and fly specks that it was scarcely possible to see out of them he was tempted to say that it looked to him as though chances were plenty but he refrained and presented as briefly as possible an explanation of the mystery well i don't know said the mother of the family pausing in the work of bumping a bundle of rags back and forth in a rickety chair without rockers in a vain effort to get it to sleep i like to be accommodating to the neighbors and mrs mitchell was terrible good to me when i was sick but flora ann ain't never been anywhere to do things and i don't know as i could spare her very well though i like to accommodate stephen drew himself up and his face flushed evidently his sense of the fitness of things was jarred it ain't exactly accommodation he said with dignity sarah jane is going away and mother needs some help because she ain't very strong and is willing to pay for it but of course if you don't want flora ann to come then i can go somewhere else 
pay for it echoed mother and eldest daughter in the same breath and miranda added good land of pity ain't some folks getting big i didn't know your mother could afford to keep hired help ma do for pity's sake let her go she ain't of no account here only just to stand around in the way and i'd like dreadful well to get hold of the sight of a little money again how much is your mother going to pay steve she will give her a dollar a week said stephen a dollar a week echoed flora ann her tone expressing volumes she had never as yet earned a cent i say let her go said miranda with emphasis dollars don't grow around on bushes not that i ever found and there's her eating besides that counts for a good deal flora ann is as willing to eat as anybody when she can get a chance the dollar seemed also to have a very happy effect upon mrs lucas and it was settled that flora ann should come the next morning she followed stephen to the door looking frightened i ain't fit to go she said deprecatingly your ma looks so terrible nice steve clean dress and her hair slick and everything i am afraid i will be scared out of my wits yet i'd kind of like to try it say steve is she cross no said stephen but she won't stand no dirt that's a fact and you want to wash up and comb your hair before you come i can comb my hair said flora ann timidly but i ain't got no dress but this steve just as true as you live and it's an awful looking dress it needs washing and mending but how can i do it when i ain't got nothing else to put on if i had as many dresses as sarah jane you would see me looking different stephen turned and surveying the forlorn object from head to foot gave her the most compassionate look she had ever received in her life certainly she was very different in appearance from sarah jane it emphasized once more his respect for his own family sarah jane actually being envied because of her dresses and how had she sighed over the poverty of her wardrobe never mind he said to the shamefaced girl if you ain't got nothing but that you can't help it fix up your hair the best you can and come along mother will show you how to clean up somehow i dare say she always contrives to make things clean i don't know how flora ann looked after him until in the gathering darkness he was but a speck in the distance then re-entered the house to attack and conquer her rebellious hair it had a reddish tint and was very curly stephen little understood the terrible task he had set for her End of chapter 15